Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Wherever you are in the world, I am Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? Today, Russell, I am feeling like the streets are alive. Really? What, the streets of Margate? Yeah, the streets of Margate. And it feels good because even though we've been in this crisis for so long and it seems to be continuing and actually getting worse now again Mm because we're heading back into winter, um, there's been something in Margate that has sort of caught my eye. Um, during lockdown because there's an artist who makes uh, paintings on often uh, disused buildings or kind of like building sites or hoardings that have been neglected and forgotten about. And um, over the years, I when I used to work in, um, in Shoreditch at Carl Friedman Gallery, I would always like walk around there and get lunch. And subconsciously, you begin to pick up this visual language of different street artists. And the, the artist that we're meeting today is someone that I've definitely seen coming to visit you in Old Street um, yes. over the years. And I know that you've got your own connection now. Yeah, totally. I I bumped into this uh, artist as they were creating their work on the streets opposite Whitechapel Gallery. I was walking past my boyfriend and caught him in action doing it and was completely fascinated. It felt like a really uh, serendipitous moment that you're not really meant to witness as a member of the public. These things, these artworks just seem to appear overnight out of nowhere, like mirages, and it's always really yeah. exciting to, to see the artist creating and felt like the illusion was kind of, I was seeing behind the Wizard of Oz's curtain. So uh, we had a chat, and then me and you have been talking about it for ages, uh, about get the opportunity to get this artist on, and today it's happening, which is really exciting, So I think it's a fresh new voice that we've not had on Talk Art yet. Yeah, well, we would like to welcome to Talk Art, Nathan, Nathan Bowen. Bowen. Hey. Hey, how you hey. doing? Hey, Nathan. Oh, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, just good. busy doing street art and the usual lot. Where in the world are you, Nathan? <laughs> I'm in uh, south-east London, Catford, yeah. near Lewisham. Catford, lovely part of the world. Have you? Um, so uh, we want to describe you as a street artist or a graffiti artist. Is it, are both of them acceptable, or is there a way that you like to describe your um, practice? No, it's, you know what? It's how you want. It's whatever you want to call me. I mean, I see. I basically see myself as an artist. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I, I I I go out paint on the street. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, like some people say it's graffiti. Some people say it's street art. So the idea is, it's, it's whatever, you, it's whatever people want it to be, really. So like, no, I don't really label myself. I just see myself as Nathan Burton, 
more like an artist, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, because you trained at Central St. Martins, didn't you? Yeah, I went there. Um, I got in there when I was a year early. I got in there when I was 17. Wow. wow. Yeah, because I, I, so I, I was in school doing um, my A-levels. And, I was, and with A-levels, I think it's like two years. Like you do the AS, then mm -hmm. you do the second year. Then you then after that you go uni. So during my first year of the AS levels, I don't know, I won't really get along with the teachers. Um right. especially my graphics and art teacher. Um weren't really feeling it. So I thought, you know what, I want to leave this school. So I said to the teachers, Oh, uh, what what do you think about me applying for St. Martin's a year early? And um a couple of them were like, Yeah, no chance. And one of them said, Yeah, man, you could do it. So um it was that teacher, her name is called Miss McNair. She gave me like the she gave me like the influence to to to, to apply the confidence a year early. to go for it, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, I, and yeah, and I got in a year early, so I was like, sweet man. Um, yeah, so basically started uni when I was seventeen. Wow. And what was that experience like then, going from seventeen to Central St Martin's to study? Was it to study fine art or graphic design? Did you say? Yeah, it was fine art. So I did. Um, wow. Did a foundation year first, then after the foundation, it was doing the fine art degree. Yeah, the three. Yeah, so one year of foundation, then the three years of uh, the fine art BA honours. Wow, congratulations. That's amazing. So from there, did you then, when did you start um, creating art on the streets? So, uh, yeah, so it was, I think it was, um, I think it was like, yeah, to so 2008, um, my final year, sort of came up with these characters. Um, all the characters you see um, came up with them about, let's say about 12 years ago. Um, and this is why I was in my last year of uni, I was just developing the style, getting used to drawing them. So I went from like biro pen drawings, simple mm -hmm. biro pens drawing on a piece of paper to expanding them using like pens and marker pens. So, you know, when I was at, when I was at uh, St. Martin's, I, I had a tutorial with my tutor and I said to my tutor, oh, I want to expand this. I don't want to do these characters on paper. I want to do them bigger. I said to her, well, what do you recommend? And they were like, oh yeah, if you get a projector screen, you could, you know, you could draw it on um, acid, uh, acetate, acetate paper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then um, project it on the wall. Um, I was like, yeah, that's cool, but that's a bit long. So I, I just <laughs> thought, you know what? I just thought, um, I'm just going to get a bigger pen. So, um, yeah, I went from Byra pen to Sharpie, Edding, yeah, Edding permanent marker pen, and um, started, like, drawing uh, the characters bigger, but on boards. So before I hit the street, I was doing the characters on like boards, you know, simple like wooden boards, just to practice, you know, the transition from paper to to, to a much bigger size. And it's and, interesting um, thinking about uh, drawing because the works that you've gone on to create that you you know, if you mention your name, like people can probably imagine it straight away, have this real fluidity and kind of vibrant energy, like of the moving line, like they're very much linked to that that idea of drawing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess like the drawings, like yeah, freedom uh, for me. Um, yeah, I gave up the idea of like you know perfection because um, yeah, I could paint portraits, landscapes, um, still lifes. So I've learned the basics in art. Then yeah, so while I was at St Martin's, I just developed that extra like I developed my my unique my uniqueness, my yeah my own individual um, style with, with the characters yeah. I do. Well, these characters you're talking about are the demons and the, from the yes. afterlives art movement that you've created. Yeah, yeah. So um, where did where did these demons come from? How, how did you manifest so the, them? These characters. So the originals. So the originals was um, I was on holiday um, in, in Falaraki, and I was, I was I was out with my mates and I was chilling by the pool, 
And um, I was like, oh, I'm bored, man. Like, you know, just I'm, I'm bored of sitting by the pool watching <laughs> other people swim. Now, don't get me wrong, I could swim. I've been in the pool thousands of times, but I'm, yeah. I'm bored of this, you know, so I thought yeah, I want to yeah. draw. So, yeah, um, I just got, I whipped out a uh, bit of paper and then um, got the biro pen and then start, started drawing these, this, this, this demon character. And mm -hmm. um, he was like, this demon character is the main character to the, to the, to the story. So Afterlife mm -hmm. is originally a story and it's a story of, um, it's, a, it's a man who, who, who dies and he goes to hell. And it, it's called Afterlife because he's, he's alive in hell. And it's, it's about how this man, he turns, he turns into half man, half demon. And he, it's about his journey through hell, how he survives hell. Because, you know, um, hell, was, hell was meant to be a place where people get tortured. You know, all the, all the evil people, they got mm -hmm. tortured. Now, for me, I don't even believe in heaven and hell. I believe in reincarnation. So I've sort of flipped it. So I thought, you know, instead of, instead of, uh, instead of like making it into a story of just pure hell and uh, evil characters, I thought, you know what, I could make it into a reincarnation. So that's when Afterlives became more of like an art movement where I find these dead spaces, these old dead walls around yeah. London with all fire posters, just trashiness. And I'll clean up that wall and give it an art artistic afterlife. I'll reincarnate that wall. And so, Love yeah, that, that idea of afterlife, instead of making it into something sinister like heaven and hell, I wanted to yeah. bring that into like sort of like recycling, um, but through artwork. So that's how I came up with Afterlives. And that was my ethos. I've heard you describe, um, you, you gave advice once to other artists of like how to begin. And you were like, you just need to sort of get out there. But you also recommended going to East London and trying to sort of see how you fare like on the street in East London. Can you talk a bit yeah. about the importance of that for you? Um, yeah, so like I think for me is like when I first started doing the street art, I was like, oh, where do I paint? Yeah. And um, so yeah, it's like where's, where's the best place? So luckily, from going to St Martin's, um, we always used to hang around like Whitechapel because a lot of the um, student the student halls were there as well. So Whitechapel's next to Shoreditch, and so I was, you know I've been going to Shoreditch for quite a few years now, and I've always saw the street art there. So I kind of knew that was the place that, you know, if you're going to do street art anywhere, it's going to be Shoreditch. It's, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's artwork there already. It's quite, there's quite a lot of building sites. There was, at the time, there was a lot of building sites. This is before Box Park. Um, mm. This is before it got totally fancy. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I was out. This is like 2009. I was out and um, I see this guy just with a high-vis jacket on painting some nice, a nice mural on Brick Lane. And I said to him, mate, How'd you, how'd you do this? How'd you get permission? He's like, oh, dude, I just asked the owner of the of the of this building. So the owner was it was a curry shop. So I I, just, I knocked on the door and I said, mate, hey, is it alright if I could paint a little piece maybe tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, man, cool, man, just come back tomorrow when you have his jacket, all good. Then I think it was from that time I just yeah knew, knew the way, knew, knew that I right, start off Brick Lane, and then after Brick Lane I sort of went, made my way to Central, Soho, Holborn. And then, yeah, like from then, just moved around different parts of London. But you've also gone internationally, haven't you, with it? You've, you've done it. I've, I've seen your work. Well, we, we've seen your work in Margate, which isn't international, but it's outside of London. But you've, you've gone other <laughs> countries. A number of places as well. <laughs> created, created these works, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been to a lot of places. Like I've been um, painting in Cambodia, Philippines, uh, Canada, uh, Italy. Um, I, I just got back from Albania. Um, about a month, a month and a half ago, when Albania went painting out there, so yeah, man, over the years, just go to different places and do the same thing. Try and find rundown walls 
because like a lot of street artists, they they a lot of them paint abroad, but they they, they have like you know walls there already for them, and mm. I think that's great. But for me, I, I don't have the opportunity. I don't have people give me these walls. So for me, I just I'm on the hunt. You know, I, I go, I go, I go to these foreign places, knowing that I could get arrested, knowing that you know, yeah, the dangers. But yeah, just to go along with go with the flow and find what I find, and it, it always works out alright. Um, don't have get, you don't been arrested? Run, bit, what are the I've dangers? Been arrested loads of times. I mean, I've, I've been arrested once internationally, and that was in Croatia. That was two years ago. Um, oh wow! They didn't handcuff me. So what ha- what happens though? What is the, what is the law with? Because is this would this be classed as vandalism from their point of view, or or a lawless approach to? Creating art, yeah, th- yeah. So um, I was painting, um, I was painting on like a, an abandoned mall. This mall was like been closed for years. It's just abandoned, and um, yeah, like um, it was there was no hoarding. So what what I learned was, you know, try and paint on hoardings. You got a leg to stand on, but I was painting on the actual concrete building. It had a nice right. pillar, and then um, yeah, policeman came. It didn't arrest me. He just goes, "Oh, can you come with me to the station?" And I had my ladder. This guy was a fat guy, so I could easily outrun him. But I just thought, you know what, you know what, I, I can't be bothered. I, I can't be bothered to outrun this guy because I've got my bag full of stuff. I've got a ladder. I'm just going to just deal with it. So, yeah, we literally like romantically walked walk back to the police station, which is only like two minutes around the corner. So, yeah, there's no handcuffs, which is fine. And, um, yeah, so when I got arrested then, we, I was just in the, um, I was in the uh, office, the police office room. I didn't get put in a cell or nothing. And they were just interviewing me, asking me questions. And then... Um, yeah, then I came back home. Then, like, yeah, um, I, I, I think about a few months later, I got a letter from the the Croatian embassy saying, "Oh, yeah, we're, um, we're giving you um, we're giving you a two year suspended sentence." So yeah, I couldn't basically commit a crime for two years um, in Croatia. Yeah, in Croatia. Otherwise, I'll get right. away for two months. Oh wow! Um, and what, yeah, so, so what about London? When you've been arrested in London, how does that? London, how does that uh, work? London's London's alright. London, you're like I mean, I've been arrested in London, and um, yeah, they just put you in a cell for a few hours, interview you, and then after that, um, yeah, they just let you go, and that's it, really. Nothing. Yeah, it's like a slap on the wrist, basically. Right. They don't right. confiscate your your tools or anything. Your sometimes, props. yeah, they do. Sometimes, some it depends on the police, like you know. That's what I believe. Like it depends on it depends on the person. Like some police are nice, some police aren't. So yeah, sometimes they give you your, your cans back, and sometimes they keep them. Don't know what they're going to keep them for. And actually, um, recently you've 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 been doing like kind of um, positive messages during lockdown, you know, for the NHS. And I noticed that you've actually included policemen like as some of the figures. Some of the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't. You know, you can't forget about police. Um, you know, no, no matter how much people, like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a bandwagon thing, isn't it? Like people suddenly hating on police. Um, mm. well, they always have, but um, yeah, there's there's different opinions. But oh uh, yeah, like um, uh, for example, you know, I did um, I did an art piece for Charing Cross Police Station a year yeah. ago, painted the custody suite. And did um, you? Yeah, they 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 commissioned me to paint the custody suite, and it, it got on um it got on the LBC and the Sun newspaper, wow. and um they were, you know the Sun was just like yeah trying to roast it, saying oh you know the Met the uh, the Met chief constable uh, wasn't too happy about seeing the artwork there. It's quite funny actually. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I had I had a bit of controversy between that that world, and I had controversy in the graph world as well, because a lot of the graphers were like, yo man, what what are you doing, bruv? What are you doing painting? 
for police, what you're painting for the enemy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was very interesting what happened. With Although that. in a way, you're you're painting for the people who are going in the custody suites, aren't you? Really? Yeah. I mean, it's like that's a space that's you know inhabited by people that aren't the police. So I actually think it's a really nice sort of place for you to have intervened in a way. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's funny because the police officer that that, that got that got hold of me, he he said to me, "Oh, mate, this is." This is amazing, but he, yeah, he said to me, "Mate, I don't know how I don't know how people are going to take this." This is he said to me, "This is different. We, uh, we never do this," and I was like, "Yeah, right. fair enough. It is different." Is it I still there? And is it is it demon like police demons? Yeah, so, so um, police demons. I've got a few of my characters and saying positive messages like, "Are you inspired?" Uh, messages saying like, you know, keep calm because uh, a lot of the, the, the police have to deal with like angry guys, um, mm. a lot of angry guys that get arrested. But um, I've spent my spent a lot of time in Soho. I've met a lot of the homeless people there, and a lot of people that have actually been in the cell. Um, they, and like, I've, I've been doing artwork, and they said, "Oh, mate, I know you. Yeah, mate, I've seen your stuff in the police station." And I'm like, "Oh, cool, man." I, I always ask them, "Dude, how does it make you feel?" And they're like, "Yo, man, it, I like it. it I, it's all right." And that's the main thing. As long as the, those people that are, you know, those, those people that are in the cell or that have been arrested. As long as they see something positive out of the artwork, that, that makes me feel happy. Yeah. What 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 do people assume about street artists and graffiti artists um, or graph artists? Is there something that the public assume which isn't true? And is there things that we don't know which go on? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of um, like so, like yeah, like um, with graffiti artists. It's, it's it's a whole different it's a whole different world. Like so, you get you you got graffiti writers, you got graffiti artists. So graffiti artists are the guys who do graffiti, but they 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 they, they do they, they do like um they might do murals, but with graffiti letters. Um, they, they make places look nice, but with graffiti, then you get like graffiti writers that just go out and just write on anything, get their, get their names up. Um, so it's with that attitude, with you know, with the graffiti writers, they're 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 more like you know they're more. They see themselves as like rustic, more like raw. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll spray anywhere, I don't care, I'll spray a train. Then you get the graffiti uh, artists that get paid for what they do. They could do all the tags and all, they could do all the, 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 all the, the writing, but um, mm-hmm. you know, they, 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 they go for the, the glory. So it's like the, you, the graffiti writers are sort of like, you know, they're like the bottom feeders, man. And when they see the street artists hitting them walls, some of them don't like it. Some of them feel like, yo, man, we were here before the street artists, and yeah. some of them believe that, that, that. Some of them believe that. Some of them believe that the council get the street artists to come out and take out all the graffiti, and the street artists get paid for it. That's what they believe. All, all, all that that always happens, but it's not always the case. You, know, you get artists like me. I don't get permission. I'm just as illegal as the the graffiti guys. Yeah, but I'm smarter. Yeah. I'm I'm more educated. Like I I go out. I do it during the day, and I wear a high vis jacket. So I'm still doing illegal stuff. But mm. I'm not like them. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I don't go out like late night with my hood up, uh, doing that. You know. I, I'm more um, mastermind. You know. I'm more calculated. Well, you're more out in the open. So people just assume that if you're out in the open, then and you're in a high vis, it's legal. And what you've you've got permission, right? Exactly. I mean, I learned about well, the thing with life. When you do this sort of thing, you need to be brazen. That's you know, that's that's the <laughs> word, brazen. Um, mm. The more brazen you are, the better. Um, and that's what I learned. Because I used to be graffiti. I used to graph. I used to do train tracks. 
Um, I used to graph like 2003. And um, yeah, I got arrested back then. And I was like, nah, man, you know what? I was sitting in the cell, I was about 17 years old, and I thought, this is long, mate. Like, you know, it's about four in the morning, all my mates are in bed. And I was like, mate, I've got school tomorrow. You know, I, 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 one, I ain't going to school, because I'm in the cell. And two, there's, there's got to be another way. And that's what inspired me, like, to, to go to St. Martin's, you know, get out of the graph and, Amazing. you know, use my, use my talent. I've got a talent, you know, I want to use it properly. Yeah, totally. Can, you, I, can you make money from street art, Nathan? Have you made money or are able to do that? Oh, from, oh, mate, I make a living. Oh, mate, uh, I've been making a living from street art for about eight years now. Um, really? Yeah, since 2012. Uh, after the, I, was the, I was in The Apprentice, the Lord Sugar the BBC. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, was on, I was on there. And um, yeah, from that, and from that programme, that changed my life. Uh, people, really? Yucky, there you Yeah, yeah. People were, um, people, yeah, people were buying my artwork. And since then, it's just been uphill. And you've actually got a, a website, haven't you, where you sell prints and you sell your artwork, NathanBowenArtShop.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nathan and obviously, I guess, with Instagram as well, no? Instagram must have really helped. Yeah, yeah, because Instagram's a good way of like, doing adverts and promoting stuff. Yeah, I um, just bought one of your original drawings of a construction yeah, worker bought, demon. You bought the builder, innit? Have you got it? <laughs> yeah, the builder. Yeah, yeah, it's got it. Oh, nice, you've got it, yeah? Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I got it for my, my boyfriend because he's just studying to be an architect. So I thought it was a bit like construction-y, architecturally. Oh, sort of and also, Russell's boyfriend is like a big fan of yours. I think that's partly how yeah, we discovered huge. you, in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because we saw So where, where are you making all these, where, where are you making all these prints? Uh, well, they're all ba they're not prints; they're all originals. So I'm, I make them from home. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're all original. I, um, I oh, don't. Yeah, yeah I don't okay. really do prints, to be honest. Right, right, right. I just yeah. So I you're do. selling unique works, yeah. Yeah, so that's brilliant. So you can buy your work for like a hundred quid, hundred and fifty yeah. quid. It's brilliant. Seventy five quid. Yeah, yeah. I like to keep it affordable. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm, my aim is, um, yeah. Is to basically keep it that way. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to want to be one of these artists that you know suddenly, like over a few years, they start selling their work for extraordinary prices and not everyone could buy it. Um, I want to keep it where you know, yeah, like I see myself as a member of the public, and um, yeah, like you know, I like to cater to all people, uh, and that's what that's what the street art does. So like you know, when you, when you do artwork in the streets, the streets is the gallery, and you know, there's 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 only one place people travel is on the street, whether you're in your car. Or on the bus, it's the street. If you need to go to the shop, you have to walk on the street. So um, I always apply that that sort of mode to my artwork. And you know, with that, loads of people are seeing it. Doctors, doctors, nurses, um, alcoholics, everyone's seeing it. So yeah, man, like my artwork applies to just everyone. Rather than like if I was a high-end artist that only put my work in uh, you know galleries, mm. it sort of limits my market. Okay, okay, I've got a big market selling for loads of money, but I want, I want, my, I want everyone, I want everyone to enjoy it. Uh, young children, um, p single mothers that really can't afford that. That's what I'm about, you know. Mm, wicked. No, fun. That's so, which, which artists sort of inspired you when you were growing up? Then, because if you were doing like r the writing side of it in 2003, like when you went to St. Martin's, were you looking at art? Like, were there people that inspired you? Yeah, so I mean, like, so back in the graffiti days, what got me on graffiti was going on a train with my mum, you know, from Catford to Charing Cross, and I'll yeah. see, see see all the see all the graffiti there on the trains, so, so colourful. And back then, they didn't really clean it up; they just left it. 
So you'd be mm, on a yeah. train and it's just so much different things to look at, different colours, different letters. And I remember, um, I think my mum took me, she, we went to somewhere, I think we must have went to like aquarium or somewhere like that, somewhere up central. And I remember like, I said to myself, as soon as I get home, I'm going to start drawing some graffiti on paper. And I remember like, yeah, coming home, just yeah, drawing, drawing, had my pencil out, my felt tip pens and just drawing what I, drawing what I saw. Uh, I remember that day. And yeah, so that, that got me doing the graffiti and seeing artists like Zombie, uh, Zombie, he he um he runs a shop called Chrome and Black. That's a graffiti shop. Uh-huh. And um yeah, that's, so yeah, he's he's a big part of um uh, the, the graffiti game. Um he's yeah, he's a big inspiration. But then when I yeah, so when I was the the, the, the later more years, when I was going to uni and just leaving school, uh I was looking at more like fine artists. Um so there was a Dutch painter of the um I think it was from the 16th century. Uh, he's called Hieronymus Bosch. Yeah. Uh, oh yes. I yeah. love Hieronymus Bosch. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was him. He's my yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the one that got me painting the demons, because he's the one who drew all the the images of hell. Um yes. all these mad people getting tortured. You know, you, you look into the artwork and you're like, what is going on? Different things are happening in that one piece, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, he completely inspired Jake and Dinos Chapman as well. Do you know their work? Uh, who? Who? Yeah. Jake and Dinos Chapman, they did something called Fucking Hell, which is this kind of like Hieronymus Bosch, but it's a sculpture. And it's this whole... Yeah, you not say oh you you'd look that up you'd really like that yeah I'll check it out yeah yeah yeah, I'll check that out. yeah. I've always found Hieronymus Bosch so like f- future thinking like to think that he was doing that back then yeah and it's so complicated and the stuff in those paintings is so messed up it's genius like yeah that's it it's actually just yeah it's humanity really isn't it at its worst <laughs> head, yeah no man was ahead of his time wasn't he big time yeah. Um, so yeah, I started looking his stuff basically, and so I thought oh, I want to get like a modern day twist on it. So I, like do it in my style. So yeah, I was I sort of started doing the demons. So the, the demons you see now, they you know ten years ago they were slightly different. They were slightly more figurative. They look they look more they, you know they they look more human like, but more yeah they were still more figurative. So you could you could tell oh that's his head, that's his shoulders. Uh, but now they're sort of like, no, they look more like frog-like now, kind of. They've got the wider eyes. They look different now. Um, so that's the, over the years how, I don't know, from doing it again and again, sort of just slowly, slowly changes. Um, sort of like now, now sort of, min- I sort of, the, the lines now are more minimalized. Because um, when I first started, I, I, did, I used to do crazy lines, just full of lines, crazy cross-hatching lines. Now I use a lot less lines now. Um, Mm. I don't know why. It just it's, it's just the I quite like the art work more cleaner, I guess. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it's, it's subconscious. Maybe back then, like you know, in my early twenties, I don't know. I was broke. Man, I was going through different struggles. But now, I don't know. Now, now I've got my career. I do art. So maybe like the idea of me simplifying the drawings, simplifying the lines. Those it's the way of like you know, my mind saying, "Yo, bro, you kind of." You're kind of at ease now, bro. You don't have to work so much hard. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, just no, subconsciously you analyze cut down it, on the not, lines. You're not as angry, maybe. You're not as like... Yeah, exactly, yeah. The struggle raging as much. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of rage back then. I think your, your, the sort of language of your, your drawings is so you, like it's so distinctively you, that I guess you've just grown in confidence and, you know, and, and so even less drawings now, you can still recognize it as you, like less lines. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, man. Um, and yeah, and the, I also like I've got my symbol. Uh, you know, the, the demon head. And that's just like the the, the head yeah. of the character, and I make stickers out of that. Um, now, I've, I've got I've got I've got my hat. Yeah, a bit of merch. You know, I, I mean, just for myself <laughs> though. I mean, the sticks stickers are for to give away to people. But like today, I was out. Nowadays, I go out now, and I'll be wearing my stuff, like you know, demon head on my on my hat. And today, I was just walking down my road, and someone was like, "Oh, are you are you are you Bowen?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Yeah, I loved your work." So even now, like just wearing the demon head on its own, people just recognizing that, and it, yeah, it's, it's 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 doing it's doing its job. That, that minimal that one character. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Do you do you like it when people stop you on the street when you're actually making the work? Like when when you met Russell and Steve, um, is that part of the enjoyment of it? Like the communication on that level too, or is it is it more annoying because you're getting interrupted? Um, no, it's all right because it's 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 a it's a communal thing, isn't it? You know, you're out on the street, and I wear that. I also I I think I like it because it's communal, and um, it's you don't yeah you don't normally see people doing that. Um, you know, during the day, you don't see people. You don't really catch the artists in in the action, do you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. I, um, I preach. I, I, I look at it from someone else's perspective and be like, "All right, man. You know what, mate? Like, you've given your time to say hi, so I'll, I'll say hi back and appreciate that." And that that eggs me on. That that makes me think. Ah, you know what? Yes, man. Like, yes, um, society likes this. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm doing totally. something which society accepts. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it makes me feel like yeah. I'm a part of society. I've done my bit in that way. <laughs> Amazing. And talking about society, in your work, you've painted people like the Queen and there's lots of kind of references to Great Britain and Britishness, even like icons like Amy Winehouse. And I know you have also done American people, uh, like heroes like Elvis Presley or um, or even other musicians like Bob Marley and people. But but what 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 is that theme of Britishness for you, like in your work? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's like, it's, 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 well, it's, it's where I'm born, you know, my, my parents are British, um, my parents are British, um, and my grandparents, they're, 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 they were the ones that came over from Jamaica and Barbados, so, um, and it's the idea of like, yeah, like, um, the British flag is always, you know, it's a bit of a stigma, isn't it? People always take mm. it as a negative thing, um, especially um, all the years ago. That strag has a lot of um, badness to it, um, so I think like through artwork we could change that, and it's our flag. Right. We're stuck with it, ain't we? We're stuck with that flag. We're not. We're not going to have a vote and change the flag. It's always going to be that flag. 
So like, you know, why not get rid of that that those that negative stigma and you know put up, yeah, change the vibe. So with with that with the character I've done, the the, the cold stream guard, um, yeah, normally they, they have the black bare skin hat, but I thought I'd do the Union Jack in that. And um yeah, it, again, like we we wanna you know, we we want to bring in tourists. We, uh, we we want immigrants to come to our country and feel safe. You know, we want we want to bring them in. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, when they're coming to this country and they're seeing the Union Jack, yeah, yeah, we want them to feel feel welcome, in it. We don't want them to. We don't want to run them out. Um, Definitely. You know what I mean? So that, yeah, that's it, really. Um, yeah, changing changing opinion on the flag, and I love the flag as well. Um, I, I like that. I like the design. The, the great color scheme. Uh, the red and the blues and the white, those colours work so well together as well. So um, mm -hmm. it's not just about the reason of like what, what, the, what the flag stands for. It's also just simple of what it looks like. Um, yeah, it's a mm -hmm. beautiful flag. I've seen one of the demons that looks slightly like Jerry Halliwell on the Brit Awards that year where she had the Union Jack dress. <laughs> I'm sure I spotted a Jerry Halliwell demon somewhere. Uh, you might have done, but you know what? <laughs> I'm going to bring that back, mate. <laughs> That's yeah. Thing, mate. <laughs> Do it. So if you, if, so when you, when you, when you find a, a, a wall, when you uh, make a, uh, an artwork on the wall, how does it feel if you then go back and someone else has tagged over it, graffitied over it, or it's, or it's been taken away? Or do you feel really bereft when this goes? Is it a painful experience? Or are you quite happy for them to be recycled and move on and you just keep going? It depends. Uh, all right, so uh, there's different factors. So like, one of the fact, right, so for example, if the build, if I do it on a building site and the building site buff it out, it's annoying. But okay, it wasn't meant to be. That's fair enough. It's their building site. I accept that. Um, but when someone else comes, yeah, when it's, when it's another graffiti artist or someone else comes and they destroy it, you know, it's just uh, it's intentional, isn't it? Like it's disrespectful. So yeah, I don't like it when people go over my work because I don't go over their work. I find my own wall. I do. I do my research. I do my own wall. I do my own bit. But when people like what it is, people like yeah, people know, people people know that I'm a name in it. So they, they, they mm. attack the name. People people just come for me because they, they 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 know they can. Oh yeah, there's a Nathan Byrne piece. Oh, let's just vandal it. Like how 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 Banksy's getting vandaled. Now he's he, mm. he make a nice bit of artwork and other guys will just come and vandal it just because they know he's a name and they've got the power to. Uh, that's what it is as well. Um, and also guys like, you know, you, you write at Nathan Bowen Art. So these guys know, oh man, this, this people here are taking photos. So they'll put their tag on it. So they'll get tagged in the photos too with their name on it. Oh, oh yeah, of course. I couldn't, I couldn't street. Like a hijack. Street, they're leeches, yeah. Street leeches. They're leeches. You've you got the street leeches. People that will just jump on. Like me, I'm raw. I'll find the wall. I'll hit it originally. I'll hit it first. And then a month later, another guy will hit it. He, but this other guy, he would never hit it in the first place until I did it, you know? It's psychological, yeah. isn't it? It's like when, when one person does something, the others follow. But it's always everyone waiting for that one person to do something, isn't it? It's like in the movie. You watch the Hollywood movie and, I don't know, everyone's, every, something's happening and one guy becomes the hero, gets brave, and everyone's like, yo, man, let's follow this guy, let's do that. And that's what it's at. That's what it is. Like, you know, people just jumping on the wall, like, oh, yeah, man. He's hit this wall. We're gonna yeah. jump on that too. But they never would have done it in the first place. What do you What do you think about Banksy? What do you think about it, like being compared, obviously, as a street artist because he's like the biggest street artist in the world? Is there? Do you feel like think he's doing an incredible thing, or do you find it annoying to be associated with him? 
Um, I think he's um, nah, he's, he's a great artist. He's been doing his thing for years, very, very long time. Um, very long time. He's put his work in. Um, I remember seeing his work, what, back in like 2005? Mm -hmm. um, but he's around before that. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. That guy's, that guy's part of the media, isn't it? <laughs> that, guy's, that guy's part of the media, mate, that guy's. Um, I can't say I know him, though. Um, I know, I know, I know, I know a good friend of his, definitely, but I, I can't say yeah. I know him personally. Yeah, I, I, but yeah, I don't know him personally, no, no, but yeah, he's a great, yeah, his artwork's wicked because he's so versatile, isn't he? He does the stencils, then also he does like the sculptures and yeah. he does his political messages as well. So, um, that guy is so versatile. Um, so I think, yeah. yeah, artists should look, look, look up to him for his versatility and what he does. I I've always thought about street art as well and like artists like graffiti, graffiti artists. Uh, the thing I always liked about it is the kind of the element of like resistance and and also like messages and particularly in your work when you see the demons like holding signs up and they often have slogans on them like very short phrases like stay safe or are you inspired or help others think positive and I feel like having that in the world you know where you're sort of walking on the streets and you see those positive messages that you're giving people um, when did you sort of bring that into it? Um, yeah, so it was it was a few years ago. Um, I used to be a youth worker. And uh, one of my um, head youth workers said to me, oh, you know, you, sh you should, um, maybe you should write little, little messages in your work so people could look at that and think about it. And I was like, all right. And then, um, so I was thinking about, oh, what if I like write a message, like what if I write a message like, you know, um, like that have a question mark. And then she's like, no, maybe something like, you know, are you inspired? Um, I was like, all right. So it was, yeah, it was basically my youth worker that told me to start writing that in my messages. And um, yeah, so since, thanks to her, um, yeah, I've just been doing it since then. And that was like, I think it was like 2010. Right, right, right. So then during lockdown, you sort of made a lot of work, no? On the streets. Yeah, there was loads of boarded up shops. So I thought, yeah, man, this is, it's time for the get-go, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, they've had so much locations. Um, even with, like, I, I even, um, even there's, a, there's a billboard company called Billboard Media. They, they messaged me and they said, uh -huh. oh, uh, we've, had, we've got no more campaigns, so do you want to paint a few of our billboards with a few positive messages? So, um, wow. yeah, um, yeah, it was good. Like, didn't just get boarded up shops, got a couple of billboards too. Amazing. Wicked. I've watched a video of yours on YouTube where you basically break down your day, what it is to make street art when you, you set out from home. And you've got your dog, by the way. Can we talk about your dog that is just always with you? Yeah, yeah, Clay. Yeah, yeah, she's a good dog. Yeah, she's a, she's a Belgian Shepherd cross uh, wolf dog. Um, yeah, very smart dog. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, I trained her off lead as well. So like, you know, when I, yeah, when I go out. Yeah, I see that in the video. She's, she's running everywhere, but she's not in the road. She's like really streetwise. Yeah, yeah. It's just, um, just basically just like training, you know what I mean? Like going out doing street art. And, you know, when, when, she was, when she was really young, I'll, I'll have a lead for her. And then um, eventually it was, you know, knew that, yeah, this dog kind of got used to, the, you know, knowing that, oh, you know, I'm not going to go anywhere. Um I'm here to stay, so she sort of like realizes, yeah, just chill. Um, but yeah, it's a good dog to have, really. Um, just yeah, just knows the way, really. Just knows 
No, yeah, no, it's, it's a dog with sense, isn't it? Dog's got sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, in this video, I saw that you you were collaborating with uh, a lot of artists. There was an artist there called Harry Blackmore, and then I've I've read up you've collaborated with someone called Sam Kerridge, Steve McCracken, Ernest Obi. Do you enjoy collaborating with other street artists and working alongside them? Is that something that inspires you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it really does. Um, because you know you, 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 you're 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 kind of getting into someone else's mind um, in that way, um, but artistically. So you, you know, we we we're two minds or three minds with different people, and um, we we we've got our ideas, and it's like how can we put this together? So uh, yeah, I've got my style, he's got his style, she's got her style, and it's like okay, we've got this one wall, let's blend it in. So um, we sort of like learn from each other like that way, um, and yeah, and it's a challenge. You know, I've got my usual way of doing my things. Now working with other people, it's it's good to um, yeah mix up the styles. And I, I I I like to treat artwork like music. Like you know, you see all these different artists collaborating, all these different rock stars collaborating, oh, yeah, all the rappers collaborating. I like to treat like I like to have the same idea with artwork. You know, like Eminem will contact Fifty Cent. They do a track. They release it. It was like, wow, man, Eminem and Fifty Cent. Wow. So why can't it be like, you know, yeah, like Nathan Bowen and someone else doing things like that? I find these artists yeah, like too solo. Feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of these artists are too solo. They like, you know, they're a bit. They're quite reclusive. Art is quite a reclusive thing. So um, mm. if we could sort of share that, you know, I, I like to go. I, I get people around the house. We have art jams. Uh, you know, we, yeah, we do artwork together, have a canvas. I do a character, then he does a character, then we've got a whole bit together. Um, that's what I try and encourage. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, in, years ago, that was quite hard to get. But I guess, I guess, like, thanks to Instagram and that, it's sort of easier to connect with people now. Yeah, totally. Mm. When's your next I, treasure hunt? Next treasure hunt? Well, uh, what is yeah. what? Whoa, whoa. Well, no, you, I saw somewhere on Brick Lane, you, you, uh, hid an original work by you with your number on the back and that they were school, texting you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is I actually remember that. That was a while ago. Um, oh, I don't know, man. Oh, I've got to do that again, I guess. Yeah. I, I love um, that. We've got to, you've got to do it when this goes out. You, you're amazing because you... Oh my you, God, you, that's you hid, such a good idea. You, you hid some art and then it was your card on the back and they were texture and then you'd go and meet them and you'd sign the original for them. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, I remember, that was really... That worked out really well. What um, happened? That, what happened on the on the day then? Yes, I think it was, I think that was um, I think I done on yeah Facebook and Twitter uh, that was yeah. And, so who found, um, it? found it? It was a couple, and um, so I, I remember it was, I was I was in, I was in Brick Lane with my mate who, and my brother, and then we hit the piece, and we stood like you know just round a corner from it, but in, but we, <laughs> we could see the people, we saw the people like so we was like all right, let's lift a few tweets, left a few clues, just round this bar, not not far from here. Then yeah, we see. I hit, I hit it behind like a, a green electric box. It was behind a green electric box, and um, yeah, I just I, I remember seeing these two people just come, and he just, they they grabbed it, and uh, I was like, "Yo, man, sweet mate, you got it." And um, yeah, they got a photo with him, and um, yeah, I got, I got to do that again. more of that. I loved yeah, it. Got to do it again. There were loads of people at the time searching for it, and I remember like a few people because that's when I had the gallery in East London, and I remember loads of people that I knew going trying to find it, and no one could find it. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. This time I do probably more pieces, scatter them about, isn't it? Like, um, 
Oh, it's such a good idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably, yeah, probably, probably do it on that Brick Lane strip, innit? Like, because you could yeah. do it anywhere, innit? Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to sort of narrow it down, like, oh, it's going to be somewhere in Shoreditch. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows Shoreditch, so I guess, yeah, keep it Shoreditch. Amazing. Well, that would be brilliant. Um, we ask every guest that comes on two uh, very important questions. The first one is, if you could do an art heist, you could steal any work of art in the world from anywhere in the world, and it can be big, small, a building, something that you can fit in your hand, whatever it is, what would it be and why? Uh, art heist, yeah? Yeah. Um, fine, you know what? Uh, it's got to be... Um... Yeah, it's probably got to be. Um, it probably it's got to be the crown jewels, mate. <laughs> it's like the crown jewels, man. Oh, yeah, oh, they're in I the Tower of London, aren't they? Yeah, I, wanna, I was going to say, where are they? Are they in the king, Tower? Of I, I want to be the king of London one day, man. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the crown jewels, man. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> We've man. never had that answer. I love no, that. That no. is very good. Uh, the other uh, question we ask every guest is, "What is your favourite colour and why?" Favourite colour. Um. I mean, I don't really have a favourite colour, but um, the color, the colours I mainly use, um, I like, yeah, I like, I, like, I mainly like greens, greens and earthly colours. Because, mm. um, uh, yeah, green represents the earth. Um, and also, like, yeah, I like gardening too. Um, so, yeah, it's a shame, like, you know, uh, it's autumn now because everything's going yellow. Um, so we're going to lose that greenery. Uh, but yeah, it'd probably be green. Um, most of my clothes are green as well. Amazing. Do you live with art in your house? Do you have any in your own work up? Like, is your kid up uh, there in the background? Is your kid, is your, are they surrounded by artwork? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I have like loads of, um, I have, I have other pieces up too. Um, not just my stuff. Uh, my brother, he's called Dino X. Um, that's his artist name, Dino Wex. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, have a, I have a piece of his up. Um, I've got some Insta work. Um, uh, yeah, I've, yeah I've, got, I've got a lot of street signs. Because basically one of my mates, he works for Conway. Conway's the, um, the, the, the road, uh, the road uh, workers that do all the roads. Developers. So, right. Yeah, yeah. So he works with them. So he gets me loads of street signs, like um, cycle lane signs, 40 mile an hour signs. So I've got I've got a lot of those around my house too, like just random street signs. I've got a green. I've got I've I've got um, do you know a traffic light? Yeah, the green man. So you've got traffic light in three sections. You've got the mm-hmm. the red light, the amber light, and the green light. So I've got the green light um in my living room as well. So I could switch on the light and you see the green man come on with the black background. No, that's so cool. <laughs> yes, I've got yeah, somewhere I've got that, that somewhere there's a crash happening while you're playing around with the light in your living room. <laughs> but yeah, someone I've, is never crossing that road. <laughs> yeah, so I just have loads of random um like street yeah street signs in my yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's yeah. So you know I want that like that yeah, that that. That, I want to, I want to, I want, to, I want to bring that street vibe to my to my home, you know. Amazing. So you mentioned your your brother there, who's also an artist. So when you were growing up, were you were you sort of encouraged to be creative, or do you think you've encouraged each other? Um, yeah, we sort of encouraged each other. I mean, like, I think he, I think he got it from me because I, I, he's my younger brother. So I think when we were, I've been, we've been drawing since we were kids. So you must have seen me draw, and then um, he started drawing. Then um, he, uh, he he didn't he he stopped drawing for a few years because he went to like Miami Uni. He studied American studies in Miami Uni. Then he lived in Australia. Then he and I think he's been back in England for the past 
five, six years. And since then, yeah. since the past five, six, five years, he's like, he's been like, yo, he's been like, um, yo, man, focus on his art. So all those years he didn't do his art, he sort of realised art is the one. So now, yeah, he's he's working his way up in the art game. I think now he's 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 doing. I think he's doing art kind of full time now too. Um, wow, is is there an artwork where people can go and find you that you're most proudest of? What what is the work that you, if you want people to go and see for the first time if they've not seen your work before? Uh, what piece would I like to go to see? Um, I think it's it's probably got to be the Allgate one, the one I met when I met you. I think Obviously, it's the, the Whitechapel Gallery. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the Whitechapel Gallery one because. Um, that's just, I don't know, it's, just, it's such a nice long strip of them, you know. I think that's the longest strip I've done with them. Um, yeah, so I think that one, the one by Whitechapel Gallery, that one, yeah, to be honest. Amazing. I've got so many, but that one's, the, yeah. that's worthy because, they, you know, they could walk up and down and probably get a feel of it because it's quite, it's quite a few metres, that one. And if, you've got and if you live in Margate, yeah. there's one in Westbrook and then there's one in the high street, like going towards the high street. What actually brought you to Margate? Oh yeah, so I'm, I'm just doing like a, so I'm just doing a UK tour. So the UK tour is on. So like whenever I, whenever I'm ready, I just get a train and go a different part of the UK. So um, so far I've done Margate, I've done Brighton, I've done Portsmouth, uh, I've done Northampton, I've done Nottingham. Um, yeah, just random, random places in it, like in, in the UK. So yeah, I call it the out and about tour. So when I'm, whenever I'm out and about. I just, yeah, just take a few cans with me, take some paint and just go to these random places and see what I could find in it. Like, you know, yeah. it's going back to the old school days when I first started, like never knowing what I'm going to paint, but I've got my high-vis jacket, I've got my paints with me, let's just do it. You know, that, 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 that you know, that spontaneous sort of painting, like unorganised, but in a different city, um, in a different town, you know, and I, I like to explore UK. There's more to life than just London, isn't it? It's like, there's, yeah, like there's totally. tons of spots in it. So, yeah. I like to go and do out. You, do you do you get kind of like adrenaline rushes? Is it quite like exciting that whole kind of adventure almost? Oh, it's great. Yeah, you know, going to a new town. Don't know what the town's like. You don't know what these people. Yeah, how these people are. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it, just, it mixes it up a bit. You know, you got you got to break the comfort zone. You got to sort. Of, you got to get out of that comfort a little bit to make you learn. It raises you. It rises you. You know. You can't always have comfort. Um, having comfort, it makes you compla- complacent. Um, so yeah, you need to sort of like go through that sort of like, that sort of like have that fear like, oh, I'm going into like the, the deep, the unknown. That's why I go places like Albania because I paint there, risky, don't know, don't know what's going to happen. But when, when I come back here now, it makes painting here so easy. <laughs> and that's why I do it. I put myself through the hard time. So when I paint here now, it's just easy. I just it feels relaxing. Yeah, I have no fear, <laughs> have no fear here. I'm not, I'm not in Albania where I don't speak their language. There's hardly any black people. Like Jesus, like what's going on? But I'm yo, yeah. So I'm out of the comfort zone, but I'm still doing what I do. So if do you I go have by that, yourself, um, I'll go with my mate um, Blackmore. I'll go Blackmore. Right. Um, Harry Blackmore. Come, yeah, yeah, Harry Blackmore. Yeah, he comes out of me, and we go out and do our little thing. Um, but yeah, yeah. And do you know where you're going to tag next? Or not tagged? Where you're going to make art next? What wall? Uh, yeah, I've got a location. Um, probably going to paint. Um, we've got some where we've got a nice warehouse to paint. Um, I'm up in um, in West London near Wembley. But one of my one of my one of my closer pieces, I'll be painting up Tottenham Court Road. 
Yeah, there's a nice wall up Tottenham Court Road. So yeah, that's that's my that's gonna be my latest piece up Tottenham Court Road. Amazing. Do you paint every day as well? Uh, no, I mean I do stuff from home mainly, but I mean like maybe like what three, two or three times a week I do street art. So I mix it up. So yeah, most times I'm at at home. You absolutely love it and you feel like you have to do it and get these messages out there. Yeah, yeah, man. It's great because um, it keeps keeps things on the edge for me. It's it's on the edge for me. It it makes life on the edge. I feel sometimes every day could be the same. Like at home, put on the TV, watch a bit of Netflix. It's easy. So when I do the street art, it gives me that edge like, I go out and I, yeah, and I paint a new wall, a new location, and then knowing the fact that you know the streets are never going to run away, so there's a, loads more out there somewhere. There's loads more walls, so I, you know, I played it in my life, and I always got a new wall to paint somewhere, somewhere. I love that. I also loved it when you said art is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely amazing um, stuff. Changed my life. Oh. You're, oh. you're wicked, man. We love you. Thank you Cheers, for man. coming Thank on, you. Nathan. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. No, big, big fans. This has been a really um, amazing chat with you because I think it's a side of the art world that a lot of people have no idea what goes on and what it involves. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, for everyone listening to this, you can visit um, Nathan's website, which is where you can also buy all the unique work. So um, you can show your love there, which is nathanbowenartshop.com. And then also on Instagram at nathanbowenart. Um, And you've got loads of followers there and lots of passionate people loving Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, guys. No, of course. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to you want to mention? (laughs) <laughs> um, ah, just a, yeah, just a big shout out to yeah, everyone staying strong, everyone staying positive, and you know, yeah, just a shout out to you know, you know people that are just doing the keeping their head down, doing their art, just keep them keep it up what they're doing. That's it, really. Yeah, you, know, you everyone just doing what they're doing, everyone doing their thing. That's important. Everyone doing their thing, letting no one bring you down. Just yeah, just all love. That's what it's about. Just yeah, being focused, keeping at your goals, no matter how hard things get in the way you could always get through you know so we need like creative people need that you know that advice that yeah. you know keep Absolutely. it up you're really good news nathan thank you so much for coming on big mate. time brother thank yeah. you yeah. all right thank you so much all right cool man Take we'll care. be back very soon bye, bye. bye. bye You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamond and Russell Toby. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in today's episode, with music by Jack Northover. Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com